directly with the coach. And now for our feature presentation. Welcome back. Well, go ahead, Jazz. Go ahead. Hey, everybody. Episode 12. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there got it some, is. We've got, we sound, got effects. sound effects. Give me an air horn. Random air horn. <laughs> yes. So we got sound effects. We're super happy about that. But uh, And we also have a very special guest star. So I'm really excited to introduce him. But first and foremost, we're going to start off how we start off every single episode with gratitude. I want to know what you are thankful for today, this week. What's been on your mind? I'm grateful for uh, cooperation. Um, everybody playing their part. Everybody doing what needs to be you know, done on their part for the uh, bigger picture to come together. Round of applause for that. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There we go. We're just grateful for everybody doing their thing. You know, that's that's it. I'm gonna just leave it at that. I'll cut it short on that. Go ahead. All right, cool, cool. Rather than put the uh, guest star on the spot, I'll go ahead and go next. Um, <laughs> so I am really grateful and thankful for this moment right now because it's just kind of like you know a dream is manifesting, and I'm I'm a witness to oh this. My God, you she's know what I'm saying? It's not even that deep right now. I mean, it is, <laughs> but it ain't. Like I'm not gonna cry. Like no, no, it's not like that. But I'm just super grateful. Everything came together, even despite. Um, I don't know, the sketchy GPS at Google Maps from Apple, whatever. Oh, you know, shit. I put it in my phone and we got straight here. She really so, tried to do it. Anyhow, <laughs> um, but I'm just super grateful that everything worked out. You know, everything worked out. I got my camera girl here. Shout out Shelly. Uh, she's doing her thing right there. Yep. <laughs> and I'm going to I'm gonna turn it over. I mean, this is going to be a, a gratitude slash introduction. So I have the... Okay, let me be appropriate. The <laughs> no, don't King King Noir the Great will say uh, as a guest. So I'm so happy that you can make it. So happy everything. So happy that you're here. First guest I'm ever. Can we get hand here. claps? <laughs> <laughs> they should never give niggas sound effects. <laughs> it's over. Should have never gave niggas sound effects. But before we get too far into your intro, what are you grateful for? Like at this moment, yeah, I'm really grateful for our supporters, yeah. like the people that are. Have been supporting our films, supporting our events, just supporting the movement because that's what got me in this room with y'all. Right. Definitely. True that. True Definitely. that. Cool. Okay. Well, you know, people may or may not know. So for my viewers that don't know who you are, what you do, you want to give yourself a brief introduction, a little background, you know. I'm Brent. Uh, my name is King Noir. I'm one half of Royal Fetish Films, Jet Set and Jasmine, LLC. I'm a master fetish trainer, erotic touch masseur. I fuck on film, <laughs> win awards for it and shit, you know? I like those claps. Win awards for it. You talk claps. about and win awards for it. Like, I just don't do it. I do it and right, I'm good right. at it, right? There, and, uh, you know, besides that, family man, father. How many? Three. Okay. okay. What are the and ages? 18, 14, and eight months. Okay, no. that's a nice range. Yeah, it's across the board. It's like one of those, oh, yeah, they about to graduate. Let's go through this shit again. <laughs> right, right. Almost made it. Right? <laughs> nah, I mean, um, you know, and besides that, I also do activist work and music. Hey, I'm on yeah, some Renaissance man shit. Yeah, that's you know what I'm mean? saying. It's a lot going on. Like, somebody was like, you know, but what is, I'm like, I don't know. I've got this Instagram. It's like, master fetish trainer, adult entertainer. Like, I don't, this is who he is. He does, he's like, you know, kind of. 
has a lot of hats that he wears. To me, I look at life as art. So as many ways as you can find to express yourself, do that shit. That's definitely dope. That's definitely dope. Okay, so like a like a quick quick background. How did you get into this? Where you know what? How did it ma- all start? What it made <laughs> you choose this path? Like what was the first thing? First, when I was seventeen, my mom's kicked me out the house because I was wilding out. Okay, <laughs> so. By the time I turned 18, I was, you know, like, you know, hustling and bustling however I could. And my homegirl, she was dancing in Philly, and someone approached her to be in a magazine, to, you know, like porn magazine or whatever. And she was like, I don't want any random dick in my face. (laughs) So me and her was fucking around, and she was like, yo, I know you need money, and I know you about this shit. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Because I've been a freak for years, you know, like, even before I knew what fetishes were. Right. I kind of had a bunch of them. So it's like, since I've been doing the work, I'm like, oh, wow. Like, I could look back. Be like, oh, that's where that started at for me and why I was even comfortable. So she kind of put you on into what you got into. She put me on into how how to get money doing it. You know what I'm saying? So I did uh, from there, was in a magazine. I was like, oh shit, like I can make money in in this way without having to worry about like police or, or, you know, it was just like one of those things was like, oh, okay, this is a real good And it's not a bad profession either. No, it's not. (laughs) I mean, I I like women and and I'm. I've been an exhibitionist for a long time, so I was like, "Oh, I like it when people watch. That shit turns me on." Right. right. So it was like, "Yo, this was good work." Nah, I'll get paid for it. Yeah, exactly. So sense. you know, from there, I started doing BDSM work, uh, cuckolding, fetish, and like live sex shows throughout New York and New Jersey. Okay. Is that like really a thing that goes on all the time? Depending on where you are, I'm I'm pretty sure everywhere. You know, like there's right. there's definitely. Sex is one of those things that, you know, everybody has sexual urges in some shape, form, or fashion, unless you're asexual, right? Mm-hmm. So people are going to find them in whatever pocket. So, like, even I'm sure True. in them little small towns where, you know, it might not be in the open like New York or L.A. or Miami, right, but, but it's, going, it's there somewhere. It's right. Down, right? And it's probably even wild in spots like that because it's so it's Hell so yeah, like, we map. do this shit once a year. We getting it in. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, out in Vegas, they have a, a freaking fetish fantasy ball. Mm-hmm. Ever heard of that? Mm-hmm. So one year for ha- our Halloween trip, me and my friends, it's a group of friends, just all ages, genders, colors, all this kind of stuff, you know. Uh, we all go together, and we're just like, everyone's sitting there in awe. Like, we didn't know what to expect when we went, but they had different rooms set up, and like different things were going on in each room. And it was just kind of crazy. Like, there was like a... It was like a, um, hold this real quick. So it was like a stage, and on the stage, it was like, you know, people kind of in the, in the inside just mm-hmm. basically like being pleasured. Like, you know, and it was just, everybody was just kind of watching, and then we went to a different room, and the girl was on the thing in the splits with the, yeah. oh. the, the circle and the strings, and I was just like, okay, all righty. So I can't say that I was surprised when I went to your show. I kind of want to segue into that. The okay. show, you know, that you yeah, did yeah. yesterday. I definitely have a lot of more questions. Not a lot of, but a lot more questions. But I really want to get into that. Sure. So I want your, because I know you said that was your first show, right? Well, that was our first show in that format. Okay. Because, like, we do we do live sex shows, but this was our first time screening one of our films for an audience. Okay. which is Which is a lot different because, you know, when you have a group of people and they watching you just fuck you like in that moment you fucking right you know but like throwing it up on introducing your film (laughs) and people are gonna watch that shit like it's funny because you know as an artist you're like damn man i could have 
edited this differently <laughs> right. or whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's it's just different kind of vibe because if you're there as a performer, you're in your performance. Right. You're right. In the but moment. I'm there watching it with y'all like, right. oh, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So just also like even the production or getting it together because I kind of want your your view as, you know, who put it on. And I know you said it was kind of like different, but similar to what you guys do. And then I'm going to give my view as somebody coming in. Well, we did this in conjunction with Meow University. Right. Here is, in have Chicago. you worked with them before? We had worked with them once before, yeah. Oh, okay. So it was something that Meow University was like, we want to have y'all come and screen one of your films. Oh. And then the earlier, well, it was like three events that we did. During the day, we, we went uh, to a community center and spoke about sex positive parenting. So okay. talking to parents about how to raise their kids without shame, okay. how to raise their kids in a sex positive way, so raise them safe, so kids know what to look out for in regards to sexual predators. Right. And then for couples, how to continue <laughs> to have healthy sex lives when you got kids. Okay. You okay. know, so we've been traveling, touring the country, me and my partner, Jet Setting Jasmine, speaking about this all over so they wanted to do that it's like the community part then at night was you know the adult because <laughs> see, that's the adult part. see I'm, 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 I'm hearing you talk about these things and, and me just being a novice to everything that takes place in, in the community it's like damn you guys do have positive things that you do and outreach that you do it's just not about sex and the fetish and porn. right Absolutely. you know what i'm saying well, i come i come from an activist background okay you know my my mother was a health advocate health activist in jersey she okay. helped put together programs in the black and brown community about around health whether it be in uh she did the healthy heart in patterson she did um the asthma project in washington heights like she's always she worked at the betty shabazz clinic in brooklyn okay you know she's always raised me no matter what it is that you do you got to do it for your people. Right. Somehow, and you got to figure that out. Right. right. You know, and within our community, there are black folk, we are, and brown folk, we are oppressed. So then on top of that, we repress ourselves in regards to sex. Very true. And a lot of times we are the fetish instead of being able to engage in the fetish mm. because our bodies have been used as, as a tool, basically, right. here in this country for so long. So, you know, all the things that revolve around sex, whether it be from the church or our neighborhood or all these things are all these things are always like weighing upon us. So it's kind of like how to break out of that, right. how to know how to protect yourself. You know, sometimes in our, in our community, it's not the, it's not the talk that we have with our kids. Right. It's like, <laughs> don't have sex. And, and then, that's and that's then it. the next time right. you're talking is, you know, when you have someone in your, in your family, right. like a teen, teen pregnancy or right, something like right, that. Right, then, right. You know, so it's like, how do we work? How do we work through this to be just better within ourselves, better within our community? Yeah. And it's like, that's where the activist right. aspect I know uh, one of my friends, a close friend, actually said that she had gotten pregnant and um, her mom was like that. And she was like, you know, no, don't talk about it. You know, she got actually got in trouble for trying to buy condoms. Mm. And um, the mom said later on, like, you know, but and then she ended up getting pregnant, you know, and I believe it was the first time that she even had sex boom gets pregnant mm. after trying to buy condoms and her mom was always felt guilty after that like you were trying to do the right thing and i basically interfered with that you were going to do it anyways and boom now you had a, a baby like not in an ideal time basically you know yeah so that is definitely something in the community that people it's like a stigma or whatever and it, it happens so yeah and we also see within our community right now there are so many topics just around sex and sexuality that are 
directly affecting us, whether it be, you know, from teen pregnancy to STDs to, you know, uh, attacks on LGBTQ folk in our community. And how are we going to strengthen that? How are we going to strengthen our community to accept one another, to work through these things together right. so that everybody can be ourselves because, you know, on top of that, we got the stuff that's outside of our community. Right. That that's going to always come down on us. That you still got to deal so with. So we got to be as inside the community. Exactly. We got to be able to deal with ourselves and we got to be able to love ourselves. Absolutely. That's cool. So we're going to get back on to uh, my point of view from the show. Okay. Just because I kind of want to give the, the listeners an accurate depiction like what was going on all right kind of like my whole journey with it so um of course i reached out to you you know we reached, we reached out to each other whatever about the podcast and i knew you had the show in chicago so i was like oh well this is kind of perfect and then reed already his brother oh, was celebrated his first 45th birthday yeah shout so. out jamal shabazz reasonable ignorant podcast he had a birthday <laughs> party it was lit. Old black people being old black people. You can just imagine. It was a good time. It was a good time. So everything <laughs> just kind of lined up for me to like be out here and, and you know get, get this interview with you. So I get the email and it's kind of like, you know, a private location, undisclosed. It was just a lot of private things around the email. <laughs> a lot of private things. Uh, but, right, no pun. Uh, and then it was like, you know, well, it's going to be a screening of a movie. And I mean, I guess I could have gathered that it was going to be, you know, a full-length porn, basically, but I didn't really think about it like that. I thought, okay, maybe they're doing their fetish shit on camera. Yeah. He got the whips or something. I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, we get there. I walk in. I kind of sit off to the side because I'm like... You can, you can move into the crowd, but you can't move out of the crowd. Like once you choose to <laughs> right, sit with the crowd, right, right. like that's it. Like You can't yeah. then move away from the crowd if something weird is going on. So I'm like, I sit away or whatever. And then we start doing Porniokey, which I know we talked about that. But do you want to explain to the listeners like what that is and how y'all came up with that? So Porniokey, um, our, our friend Marla Stewart, she does uh, Sex Down South in Atlanta. She hits us up like, yo, we need some porn. We're going <laughs> to... We're going to do this thing, Porniokey. So we brought our films and basically play parts of the films on mute, hand people a microphone, and they just kind of do thought bubbles or oh, what they think the people are saying, make, make their own sound effects. Yeah. Oh, that's dope. And that shit is completely hilarious. Oh, that's it, dope. It really was. It was a good time. It wasn't... Honestly, even though it was obviously, you know, on the screen, a, a scene, you know, from a, a porn... porn Pornography. I don't know what to say. Pornographic. They were film. having sex on this big screen. You know, <laughs> there was sex being had. I don't know how else to say it. Um, but it wasn't sexual when we we're doing the pornioki at all. It was just funny because everybody went up there. The first two people were, they probably just wanted to die. They were like, "Oh my god, I did not know this was going on tonight." I'm kind of upset I missed this. That's probably <laughs> what I would have been up there for, dude. <laughs> like, I don't know. Well, you knew the girl in the blue. I don't know if that was her dude or whatever, but he went up there. So I'm not sure if he was like hesitant on what he could say because he went up there with another girl to do this porniokey part. Oh, so he was, mm. you know. Oh, no, so. we, we didn't know her. Oh, really? Nah. Oh, okay. All righty. Well, <laughs> who well, knows their situation? Know they, right? they just both kind of were the first people to raise their hands to do it. So. Right. Okay. Okay. And then there was a second one. It was funny because the scene, it was a scene we got, it's called The Range Doctors, and it's basically like some cosplay shit. We, doctors or whatever and I got like a speculum so I'm like opening up her <laughs> pussy with a speculum oh. and like fingering her and stuff and you know like that's to just start from there 
was <laughs> hilarious. Oh, he was like, oh, you got you got one of you got one of those things. <laughs> that show is mad funny, yo, because it just threw them off from the beginning, which is good because then it's. It, mel- it makes people warm up, you know exactly. what I'm saying? Like, well, they get, they get comfortable together. after that. It's an icebreaker you know, for sure. Yeah, it definitely, definitely was a great icebreaker. Then I went up there. You did. How do you think I did? You look nervous. <laughs> <laughs> it was new, you it know. Was it was funny, though. Like, it was funny. I was like, well, all righty. And then I had to play Jasmine, so I was like, okay. now. Jasmine and she was like Jasmine. right there, right next to me as I'm doing this. So I'm like, <laughs> no pressure, but I got to do a great job. <laughs> was that, that your first time role playing with a, with a strap on? Yeah, you see, that was new to me. That was completely new. I don't even, I don't, I've never even <laughs> seen that like in a porn. Like, you know, like I don't watch that kind of you stuff. You've never seen a strap on in a porn? Not, I what mean, I probably of, have what seen it. What kind of Mormon it, but... porn do you watch? Right. Oh what, my what God. Is... We're not going to get on that today. <laughs> this is not my interview. I would, I would like this to know. This is your though. interview. <laughs> I would like to know what, oh, yeah. what kind of porn Yeah, no. tell us what type of porn you watch, Jeff. Yeah. Cover her eyes. Somehow, somewhere, I going to come up. Yes, yes. I'm she glad you're here. Porn like this. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> yes, put her on the spot. Tell them. Um, I usually watch threesomes. Okay. I usually watch also like probably gangbang. Okay. I just said it, whatever. But that I usually watch. Oh, there's there's no judgment here. You know, Trust well, me. I, I'm good. <laughs> Well, hopefully I'm not gonna here. react. You got Actually, reaction. Actually, y'all, for me. I'm a really good girl. I don't oh, even watch boo, porn. Boo, boo, boo. <laughs> She's like, I don't watch porn, but when I do, it's <laughs> when <gang-based>. I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice, nice. That's that's reckless. We're off of what me about right you? now, right? Thank you. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> I, I definitely watch porn. Um, I like the I like the uh, the two on one, two girls, one dude. I thought he was going to say two girls, one cup. I was like, that's nah. <laughs> hey, look, when somebody showed me that shit, my, my, the nigga we just talked about, my brother, he uh-huh. showed me that shit, and he didn't show me on some, oh, this is what it is. He's just like, watch this, you know? It's going to be that's wild. Wrong. I'm oh talking gosh. about shit threw me. But, you know, I like watching um, um, interracial porn. You know okay. what I'm saying? I'm racist as hell, so I only like watching <laughs> black oh men have sex with any type of woman. I'm not going to lie. The, the, the Caucasian on Caucasian porn does nothing for me. I'm like... Nah, and if if I'm feeling like real racist, it's the, it's okay, the black one way. I mean, he asked me, so I'm being honest, man. No, but you know, it's nothing real too wild. I do like lesbian porn, though. I do like watching girls go at it. I love, I, I love it. I love it. Like tripping, like I would pay to watch two women do that. Just let me sit back and let me watch that. Like, I, I know two women. I was going to say that to can probably that. be arranged. I, I, <laughs> I'm so glad he's here. We're Look, back for Exotica soon, so you know. I might have to pull up. I might have to pull up because I would pay the I just I don't even need to interact. Like I just need to see this shit in person. Like, like y'all really into this shit? Like this shit really going crazy. Yeah, like just this. roll it out, sit back, relax, have a Swear good show. There you go. That's exactly what it'd be. So we're gonna get kind of back to the show for a second though. So after we did the Pornayoki, which like I said, I called my best friend immediately, so we're doing a <laughs> Pornayoki at Friendsgiving. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're gonna do that's a new activity um but then you guys proceeded to display a film on big screen yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like i said i wasn't really prepared i could have it wasn't shocking of course you know but i was like okay this is going on there it's a all right it's happening right now and then, you know, maybe about like 10 minutes into it, you know, because like I said, I set off to the side. I looked around at everyone and I was like, yo, we're all watching this porno, <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like in this room together, like <laughs> she, all of us. Yeah, when she told me that, she was like, that's what I said, like after 20 minutes, like the whole first 20 minutes that I've been there, I've been like, 
all right, this is about to go off, right? It's about to go off at the 20-minute yeah. mark. I would just locked in. In that scene, I'm eating pussy for like 20 minutes. Right. The whole Yo, 20, was, whole yeah. first 20 minutes? I was going in. The you was just crowd, down there. the girl, the one chick in the crowd <laughs> Yo, was like, was, I'm done. She's like, <laughs> where the D at? Oh, she just wanted, she just wanted <laughs> to It's funny because it's like, you know, we, we shoot a lot of things where we try to show, like that one, that was our first like full length film. Right. Okay. And it was only one scene. It was just, we was just like, we just going to extend everything. Cause a lot of a lot of porn is is they rush through. Yeah, it's like twenty two minutes. Yeah, they it's it's kind of like how, you know, songs they try to keep a single to three minutes and thirty seconds. Yeah, right, right. right. And and to me, like, I have a motto where it's like, if you if you fuck twice the same way, you're doing it wrong. Okay. You should always be trying something different. Can you say that again new. for the people in the back that didn't hear? <laughs> oh. <laughs> if you fuck twice <laughs> the same way, you're doing it wrong. I probably. Said that backwards, Message. but either way. <laughs> Thank but, you. But like, so we were just saying, you know, the the people who were asking us to make a film, they were just like, yo, how come there's no passion amongst black folk in porn? Or, you know, just in porn in general, you'll see a lot of films where it's just a dude getting his dick sucked, but how many films do you see where a woman is really getting her pussy ate to climax right, 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 by right. a dude? Right. You have to go to lesbian porn to R- see something right, like that. Right, 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 right. So we were just trying to, we were just like, yo, let's do some shit and really flip it. So and I was that was our first John, and we actually won an award at FECCON for that. So, and the scenes- Can we get a hand clap? Dumb long. <laughs> like, it's over an hour of just me and her. So like, <laughs> it was just really interesting to see people, because some people were like, you could tell that they was just, they was there for the whole ride. Other people, they were like, yo, I'm, I'm used to seeing like, Three licks and then he's sticking the dick in. You know right. what I'm saying? So it was it was really interesting to see how everybody was reacting. To and, it. and now that you explain it, I was thinking like this was more sensual. This was more. This was more. Yes and no, because at some points, you know, I'm spitting on it. I'm banging well, it out. Like it's all over. It's all over the place. But you're I paying think attention that's another... to what you're doing. Spitting is what I'm saying. in mouth. I just want to say that. Oh yeah, we was getting it. <laughs> yeah, I was listening to the horrible decisions. The most recent one, and you said you like spit. And I love spit. We, we gonna get into that. I love spit. We gonna get into that, but. <laughs> I was I was thinking when you said you was down there for twenty minutes, like you had to really be into it. Ain't nobody just down there for twenty minutes. I love eating pussy personally. I, me too. Like yo, I will, I will raise my hand on that too. Definitely. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Like talk just... about it. Talk brunch, brunch I, as I, well. I, <laughs> brunch as well. snacks, all that shit. I think, oh right. I think it's one of those things where, in porn in general, like the kind of porn I watch. Right. Wait, I we like, never asked you your favorite. Yeah, put him on the spot. I, personally, like my favorite really is just. When I look at it, and I know all the people there want to be there, mm. you know, because there's porn I watch, and I'm like, they ain't got no fucking chemistry. I know that they right. they just was contracted to be there, and they might both look good, right? And there might be certain things they do that's all right. They just but met like 10 if they not ago, if they, they not here, talk. and then um shit, what else? I'm all over the place with porn, but I really I really like trans women and cis women together. What is a cis? Cis woman is a woman who was born a woman. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. So like that—that's my favorite shit to watch. I just think that that shit is like just sexy <laughs> as fuck to me. I don't like. Know. It's like an extra pair of breasts there. That's <laughs> different as hell. I would. I wouldn't expect. Yo, that. and different. then and then for me also, like I love lesbian porn because lesbian porn is also like usually the most romantic and passionate porn that you'll find. And I just I love it. I love watching women. I think that just women are just how women touch, how women move. And also just from the scenes, like, women put themselves together. Like, there's a lot of porn that I look at, and I'm like, 
the reason that I present how I present is because I know that there are more than just men watching porn. Right. Right. So I think that one of the ways that we have tried to change things, like I like shoes. I look at women's shoes in, in porn, right? So, you know, my brother, bless the dead, he used to say to me, like, yo, when you watch porn, he was more into porn than me. And he was just like, yo, when you watch porn, chicks always got fly, fly f- footwear on. But dudes will be there in fucking socks. Yeah. That shit is <laughs> right. stupid as hell. Or they'll be there in some some whack joint. Oh, so is so that why you had the little... That's why I, Okay. Any shit you watch, I got some fly kicks on because yeah. I know that people ah, got, that got sneaker fetishes <laughs> and foot fetishes. going crazy? Shit. I'll be ranging from phones. I see you the got bronze, the bronze on today. Whatever, yeah, the bronze, the, the, so you be on Jordans, whatever. Like I'll to fuck me, with that. because also it's crazy because now I got people that's that sneakerheads that'll hit me up. That's wild, you know. As and hell. then that's wild. Like, Women yeah, I know I, will I, be I like, I appreciate that. Or if I don't have my shoe shoes on, it doesn't. It goes shoes or barefoot, like no socks. Right. And you would you would think that that's a little thing. But a lot of sisters will reach out and say, yo, I like that shit. That, that shit is sexy. Something. Or if you got the Tims on, like, because they know you from Jersey. I was you got just going to say, on. I seen the joint where the nigga had his Tims on. It was like, this nigga came to do work. He exactly. Didn't come to do anything <laughs> he else came in his work. construction boots right. to put in that work. Ready. <laughs> but I mean, like, it, to me, the overall presentation matters. Right. So, like, we that's how we try to approach things. So, like, that's why it's like when people are watching and they're watching the whole scene live, like, seeing what people respond to and react to is dope for me. Okay, that's what's up. That's what's up. So do you want to say anything else about the actual show? Because I know, I remember I had raised my hand at some point and I was like, I really didn't know what to expect. Yeah. You know, because it was all secretive, secretive, secretive. We can't say nothing. I asked it and then I remember hitting you up like, hey, what can I expect? Is this going to be a film? Or And you're like, yeah. I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, all right. You know, I'm going to roll with it. I think that's a mind fuck on their part though. To just get you curious to even get you want to come out more because you might have this preconceived notion of what you're about to go into and then you get there and they blow your mind. Well, I mean, we also did like a and a for people who are interested in learning more about the business, whether it be starting their own or just knowing how things go on oh, behind man. the scenes and all that too. I just kind of want to uh, speak to that for a second um, because I know, and obviously no one would know who this you know individual was, so I felt you know, comfortable to say it. But um, there was a young lady who raised her her hand, and she was like, you know, well, I'm HIV positive, but I want to be in the industry. Like, how do I go about doing that? And first of all, I thought it was super cool because you guys were not like, you know what I'm saying? There was no like, oh my god, like stigma type attached to it. You guys were like, well, you know, they kind of have a community for that, you know, da da da. So it wasn't like to discourage her or make her feel embarrassed or anything like that. I thought that was kind of cool. But I mean, do you get questions like that a lot, or? Because it was just kind of, I was like, what? We get questions across the board. And I I think it is important to kind of, for people who don't know, that there are people in the industry who have a pocket in the industry who disclose if they have, if they have a STD or STI or, or are living with something and they can work with other people who do. Right. And then for people who do not have, you know, we're tested rigorous, rigorously. Right. You know, like I'm, I've probably been tested last month more than most people are tested in the last five to 10 years. Right. Which I think is is very interesting, too, because so many people, they'll say, you know, you in the porn industry. So, you know, they have a, a particular perception about our health or our hygiene or whatever. Right. Right. But most people, if you ask them, hey, when's the last time you got an AIDS test? Most people are like, they damn, I, tell you, I can't. Even, yeah. Right. So I was like, well, I know I had one three times last month. Right. 
You know, so I th- I think that that's one thing that from being in the industry that I now expect because like I meet somebody that's you know a civilian in the in the world or whatever. Damn, I'm they like, call it a civilian. <laughs> they call it a civilian. You know, some okay. somebody. I, you know, <laughs> I feel it. I feel but, it. But All right. Somebody who, who might holler me that's not in the industry or whatever, and you know, I'm automatically like, well, can I see your results? And people will take that shit personally. Offensive. Yes. And I'm like, whoa, like. Oh, what you bugging out for, Shorty? But you probably right. like what you bugging out for. Yeah, yeah. and it's and it's not a, even like a judgment thing. It's just more like a. It should be cool. I'm just used to people being tested. So that's a that's a business was, and a personal purpose thing. Yeah. I would assume. And though. I think and I think it was really uh, commendable on that sister's part to be to. She was like, "Yo, I'm disclosing to everybody in right, here. Right, right. You know this this is this is my situation. This is who I am. Right. But I am interested in doing these things. And right. how can I do that? in a way that's safe for other people. Like, I fuck with that. I thought that took a lot of courage, too, because I was, like, shocked. I was like, what? Like, you know, you don't hear that every day. And then just, she was kind of open. And then, I mean, obviously, who knows? I couldn't look at everybody's faces. But it wasn't, there was no shift in the energy of the crowd, you know what I'm saying, after that comment. So I thought that was kind of cool, too. I mean, I guess we all just watched an hour-long porn together, so. We lit. (laughs) There were certain boundaries that had already been broken through. (laughs) Because I ain't even going to hold you up. I came in when I came in and and met you on on the fly, and I'm like, I'm just sitting in the back waiting on you to come out, and I'm looking at the video like, all right, I already didn't see my right, man I'm like, making well, it out I'm like, well, here's an idea <laughs> of what was going on. Like, it's She's still like, rolling. Look. I'm like, all right. <laughs> it's rolling still. This is what I watched. <laughs> this is it. But no, I thought it was really cool. Like I said, I knew I had an idea, but I had no idea yeah. in the same breath. But I think it was a good time. I think it was interesting. I was like, dang, I wish I would have brought somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like, kind of be like, be there type of thing. But other than that, I was like... All right, cool. That's what's up. I love it. I love it. Questions. Can we get to the questions? Okay, let's get to the questions. I got a question off rip, and I'm going to go with two off rip. Okay. All right. I was listening to one of the other podcasts, and you said, niggas be sending you dick pics talking about, yo, am I good enough to get into the game? Like, that's a thing? Like a reoccurring thing? Unfortunately, yes. (laughs) I'm like- He said straight face, unfortunately, yes. I'm like, I'm listening to you talk about it. I'm like, niggas can't be sending you dick pics talking about, bro, can I get in the game? It's crazy because, I mean, obviously I do porn, so I be around other naked, like we've done, and, 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 I've done and of course. male, male, female scene, all this, but it's like, I don't ever want anybody to send me anything of their body if I ain't asked for that shit. Exactly. Right. And I think that it's it's made me really realize what women have to go through consistently mm. all the fucking time mm. that aren't even in porn, that might just be a regular a chick. fucking librarian. Right. And they meet a dude, and that dude just jump into their... Hey, nice to meet you. Here's my dick. Like, yo, what the fuck? Like, people need <laughs> to stop that What is that about? That like, I what? need somebody. We're going to pause real quick. Listeners, what is that about? If Can y'all answer that question for me? Because I, I've never received a dick pic like, damn, that's a good, like, that's a good dick. Like, I don't know. What is that? That tells me nothing. First of all, you don't have, you have to have a reference. If you're going to send a dick pic with no reference, who knows? You know what I'm saying? But I don't even like the, I I haven't gotten too many of my time. I got references for my dick. I'm now just saying. Like I mean, I just think it's a consent thing. Unfortunately, exactly. we we live in a society where most men feel that they can just disrespect a woman in any way. Sure. Whether it be via text message or in the street. Like, dudes be saying wow shit to females all the time. And I, and I think that it's just, it's time that men have to kind of just rethink how we are even approaching women and how we think about it. Because... 
most dudes are fucking douchebags out here. It's, it's not a. It's not a. It's not a good thing. <laughs> women, People women, are, move on. women are bossed up. Me and my homie D, we was talking on the earlier podcast. I got another show, and he was talking about how he was hooping, and how it was this chick out there? She had to be like six ten, six eleven, setting the hardest screens that he ever went through in his life, and it was just blowing his mind because it was like, yo, here's this woman who's out here competing with me and other men, and she's holding her ground, if not excelling more, like how you have to approach playing her just like how I would have to approach coming to a woman in the streets about whatever like well, I mean when she on the court and she playing ball she balling like everybody else she a baller I don't even think about if she's male or female like it's funny when I when I was younger I used to I used to box and I used to do uh, martial arts and there was a sister in the uh, dojo that I was in she was a black belt and I grew up with her we same age we supposed to spar and I'm like I can't hit her Yo, she punched the fucking shit out of me, <laughs> busted my lip up and shit. And I mean, she was a black belt, so I was, I don't know, at the time, like... You were still some, tripping off the fact some, she was a woman, though. Some, she was, some was shit girl. that wasn't a black belt. Right. And she was whooping my ass. And I was like, damn, I, I, I kind of got to throw something back. Right. And it's just like the same thing. Like, we, we have this perception, and it's, you know, the Eurocentric perception of manhood and womanhood of what it is. And that shit is not really what it is. You know what I'm saying? Because... Right. Saying like, oh, I'm going to play ball against a different or I'm going to do this different, you know, she a baller. Like, right. I know sisters that could really hoop. Really hoop. You and that's what saying? he was so saying. Like, she could really hoop. And it's the same kind of thing in, in every aspect. Like if a, uh, a sister is a radio show host or an engineer or, you know, a videographer, you shouldn't treat them any different. Right. Because right. We're, all, we're all equals. We just have a different vessel that we live this life in. You know what I mean? Definitely. So let me go off that real quick because I know I've been hearing some other uh, interviews. I think this is on the podcast episode 100. Um, and you talked about the women in your life and how women, you know, pretty much raised you. Um, and I think I would just like you to speak to that for a second because it makes a big difference on how you approach things, your your view on women. I just like you don't hear a lot of guys talk like you're talking right now. I haven't. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm probably a little bit younger than you, but I people, the guys that I know aren't around are not talking like this, you know? So do you think that you, the fact that you were raised by women was really the like the main thing that makes you see different or just experiences being in the adult entertainment industry, a combination more than likely? I think it's a mixture of a lot of things because some of the, like I, I think about, uh, you know, my sensei in the dojo, he was a very, like just a very wise man. And he was one of the men that helped raise me into an adult, you know? So he wasn't one of those kind of people that would treat women any differently. So I didn't just benefit from great women in my life. Also, you know, some of the men that I met in my life as well were just like, yo, don't be an asshole. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But um, definitely, I mean, I was raised by my mother and my grandmother and my great-grandmother for the beginning of my life and all of them were women who did everything on their own you know and it and it wasn't it wasn't something that was complained about it was something that each one of them just thrived in right you know um and I'm and they and none of them were like men haters like right. they never said bad things about men and in, in any kind of sense like that but it was just kind of like all the shit that I saw got to watch them do I was just like, well, anybody could do that then, right? Right. So it was just kind of like, I guess that kind of shaped my my mentality a lot as well. 
Okay, I mean, I've I've heard that before. You know, people are like I got sisters, I got you know what I'm saying. I think that does make a difference whether you know, and then also like you said, even the positive male influences because if you don't have a strong female influence and then no male influence, obviously that's going to change I, your perception. But I think end of the day though, sometimes a lot of men use it as a cop out when they be like, "Yo, I'm gonna stop calling women bitches because I got a daughter." Like that shit just sounds dumb. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, and I, you shouldn't be calling women bitches because not all women are bitches, or not. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, or yeah. not all people. Cool to are, begin with. Like when people like, I mean, there's definitely times when you are gonna call somebody out their name, male or female, off rip. Just right. but just you're gonna you're gonna dislike people or whatever you feel. But I just think that not looking at humanity and life as an equal thing is always gonna just set you up for failure in, in the in the grand scheme of things. Definitely. All right, cool. We're going to pause right there, and we're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back. All right, so we're going to get back into the questions. I have a question for you. Um, what has been – what is your biggest fetish? I'm an exhibitionist, like 100%. That's the fetish that has stuck with me the longest. That's why – Okay, Y'all so. was out there watching me fuck on a big screen TV. <laughs> you like well. fucking in front of people. Hell so yeah. is that what exhibitionism... Not for me, because well, viewers may might not know. Other viewers, uh, not me. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't just have to be fucking... I mean, it could be pretty much anything. You know, like, the fact that y'all have a camera here right now, and you, you want your, vi your viewers to see you, and if you like that shit in any way, then that's a part of exhibitionism. Okay. You know, and the sexual <laughs> aspect of it is that you like when people watch. You like putting on a good show. Hell yeah. Definitely. I feel that. I definitely feel that. And then, you know, <laughs> like a like a close second, just the uh like the BDSM aspects of things. Okay. All right. You have a question or I can keep I, going. I do, I do. Um you were talking about men and men reaching orgasms, right? And basically the key was the mind and connecting to the body and just having that orgasm and how I don't have to ejaculate to have an orgasm. Correct. And you were speaking on how you don't believe that most men are that in tune with themselves. Like a woman can do that. I've seen a woman do that. You know, just just full out whole body, just have that experience. But I think you were really going somewhere when you said that most men aren't in tune with themselves like that. I just wanted you to elaborate on that more just as far as men being that comfortable with themselves. Because I think that's what it is. Men yeah. just aren't comfortable with themselves like that, especially my age. I'm I'm 31, 32. You know, I was born 87, late 80s. And anybody before that, I think maybe the newer generation might be comfortable with themselves like that to the point they might be able to experience that. But me and my generation, anybody born before me, not so much because we weren't we weren't bred like that. We weren't grown up like that. We were we were bred to be tough, our body, you know, just uh and. For me, myself, my brother, one of the, the greatest things my, my big brother ever told me, he was like, during sex, he's like, just relax. Just relax, bro. And I'm like, what do you mean? Just relax? He's like, just relax. And I think that comes with just being calm with yourself and knowing yourself. So that was that was something that. Well, I think you, you, you already touched on one of the, the best points is that for men, when we're told to get in touch with our body, it's always for violence. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like when when we're getting in touch with ourselves, it's, you know, we working out or we boxing, we doing martial arts, something like that. That's right. the time when men are told that, especially black men, that we're told, you know, that's when you should learn your body, know right. your body or for sports. Right. But in regards to sex, most of the time we're, we're we 
have that mentality that we are supposed to be, you know, aggressive. And there's nothing wrong with being aggressive in the bedroom and all that. But, you know, there's all kinds of other aspects and other other ways to look at sex. And getting in touch with your body in general, even if you being aggressive as fuck, if you're able to know what it is you're feeling, how you're feeling it, even if you're just trying to find a way to control yourself, you'd be like, damn, this pussy good. I don't want to bust. Even that that thought and getting in touch with your body for that thought will start preparing you to get to the place where it's like, I'm going to allow myself to feel as good as humanly possible, but still hold back that nut so I could keep feeling that so, feeling. Exactly. And exactly. I think women are, women have, just physiologically, you know, it's, internal for women so from a very young age women have to talk with their mothers when they have right, right, menstruation right. to understand how to take care of their body right you know a lot of men we don't ever have a talk with an older man of sure. how to take care of your body not at all not how at to, all whether it be from manscaping to make sure your balls ain't musky right you, we don't have right, that right. talk with somebody that then teaches us how to even engage with ourselves because we're always told like i don't know I remember when it was like the whole metrosexual thing and people were like, yeah, people shave their balls. I remember people was like, yo, that's gay. I was like, I don't, I don't think that's what <laughs> right. makes you a homosexual. Exactly. Right. But you know exactly. what I'm saying? But but that fear yes. is what then holds people back yes. from actually experiencing more. Yes, I, I feel it 110%. I think as a younger man, when I was in sexual situations, it was be dominant, do this, do that, try to last as long as possible. Ooh. And I think as an older man, like my nigga Dom Kennedy said it best, I can't fuck if there's no attachment. So this has got to be sensual or there's got to be a level of sensitivity to it to a certain point for me to even be into it. And now as an older man, I'm starting to see that, like you said, you you need to be in tune with your body. You need to be in tune with these different aspects of things that we weren't necessarily groomed to be in tune with. So I, I just, I, that, that really stuck with me. I definitely tell people this, even if it's just from a, and it's it shouldn't be from a selfish place, but even if, even if you're just a selfish-ass dude, because most dudes, you know, the, the complaint that a lot of women say is that men are selfish, they bust their nuts over. Mm. If you fuck to the point where you make your woman come, have an orgasm, I guarantee you that part of sex, if you get to that part of sex, there will be no better feeling that you will feel from her because of the way her body's going to respond to you. Exactly. So it's going to take you higher. It's going to make you feel better. So if you have to be selfish about it, be selfish that you want to feel the most amazing thing. Exactly. But also, you make her feel better, then that, you probably going to get it again. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because so, she going to double she's, back. She's, she's going to be like, oh, back. well, I want you to feel good because you made me feel good. And that was the thing about, I think it was uh, having an orgasm and not actually ejaculating. Yeah. And it was just feeling that, and it was like somebody, I guess someone had said like they felt like they had pulled out because they felt like they had came, but they didn't. It was just the feeling of like that. And I'm like, I'm, no lie, I felt like that before. You know what I'm saying? I definitely pulled out like, damn, I thought I nut. And I've always in my mind concluded that that was you. You know what I'm saying? That was her. But no, that was that was just the situation and what was taking place. Comfortability with the whole situation. Exactly. At that time. Exactly. So I, I, that was something that I heard you say that I think a lot of a lot of men need to hear. It's like, bro, be more comfortable. Be more. You have to be more sensual and more comfortable in the situation to achieve these different things. And 
you'll be good in the game because it feels great. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right. I want to ask a question, and I kind of want to actually spin off into like a relationship advice segment. So, I want to say like, what was your favorite film that you've done, and was it with Jazz? And then I kind of want to get into that Ooh. aspect because, you know, y'all have a very different uh, non-traditional relationship. Okay. You know, partnership. As you said, you said my partner and everything. You know, you don't hear many people describe their partner, significant other, what have you, that way. And I thought that was kind of almost more powerful than this is this is my wife or even I this is my her. girlfriend. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, this is my partner in everything in my life. You know, so. Uh, but back to the question, what was your favorite film? Uh-huh. And then I was kind of curious, was it a film with, that you did with Jazz? Well, I think Orally Yours is my favorite because it was, yours. It, was our, <laughs> it was our first one. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was the one where it's just That's the one that like, you showed at the... Yeah. Oh, okay. And, that, and, so and that's I'm, your and I'm favorite, saying, like, right? even watching it now, I mean, from a technical aspect, like, there's definitely things like, oh, man, I... I I'm definitely better at editing now. And I was right all here. This I other shit. Right here. Yeah, all that, all that type <laughs> of shit. You know what I'm saying? But it's my favorite because that's the one that kind of broke us onto the scene. Okay. And it was the we won an award for it. Like that. That means something to me. Right. Hell yeah. And I think, you know, it was, it was with Jasmine, right. and I think that that passion that we have for one another definitely shines through. And I feel like if I did it with another company, it would have looked different. Right. Because for sure. they'd have been like, don't eat the pussy that long. You know what I'm saying? People don't people don't want to see people eating pussy that long. Well, apparently they do. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you have more creative. Got a motherfucking award. So had, therefore. No. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, we had we had all the creative control for it. So, so that's that's another thing it. that So you was able to get out the bigger picture in your head. Cause I regardless of whether it's pornography or not, film is film. So you have a vision for it. You know how you want it to look, angles and perspective. And because you did it, I'm assuming that you felt like you were able to present it in a fashion of damn near close to what you had it in your head because you, you see it in your head and you try to put it out. So There's a part when we were watching it in a thing the other day, and I was like, ah, now I remember why I like this. There's a couple parts where you just see us looking in one another's eyes. Mm. And you don't, I see, that. you don't see that a lot. No, not in the porn you know I'm watching. Nah, not not <laughs> not in regular life. Nah, but <laughs> that shit made made that scene even that more intense because right. you're like, oh shit, and it and it wasn't even like a you accidentally see us looking in, in each other's eyes oh, you made because they were taking it. a shot of me sliding into her. Right. It was like nah, like you put emphasis on yeah. that. You made sure that people could recognize that this was taking place. Like I feel it. I definitely feel it. Definitely. What you, what you looking at, Jazz? You got another question? How do you, how did you say? Okay, you said so. This is interesting. So I know I asked you this question in the question in the car, but how did you meet Jazz? Like just for the listeners. She was interviewing me on a radio show. Oh, ah! really? <laughs> <laughs> on um on a radio show called the Emotion. This Jazz Picture. or that Jazz? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, she she was interviewing me on a show for the emotion picture where and the um topic was how to have relationships when you're in the adult entertainment industry. And right. they had me and Cinnamon Love on. And I was just talking about at the time I was just dating. Like I wasn't even in a relationship. How so, old were you? Was I? How old were you? Holy shit. <laughs> I'm bad with these things. It was like eight years ago. Okay. So yeah, like 
29. <laughs> okay. Something like that. All right. And I liked her questions. It was funny. The first question she asked me was like, how do you not... Basically, she was like, yo, how do you not have a disease? <laughs> Damn, she came for your head Yo, off, she, came, she was just like swinging swords from as soon as I Damn. got on that shit. And I liked that shit, though. Right. Because she was aggressive with it. Yeah. It's honest. Yes. Like, that's that's the thing I love about her. She's just super honest, yeah. you right. know? And it was just kind of like, okay. And then afterwards, you know, we go through all these questions and stuff. And I was like, after I explained the testing and everything, so she was like, oh, okay. So you clean. <laughs> so now she's like, this could possibly oh. be a green light. So well, she had, she had never been. <laughs> <laughs> she had never been in. Any films before anything like that? Ah, she okay. was ready. She so, was ready. so she was kind of like at the time she was teaching pole dancing, and she was doing parties, and she was like, "I need a male's perspective at my parties." And at the time, I was doing the erotic massages and stuff, so I need an erotic masseuse and a perspective at my parties. And another turn on, I love making money, so right. we was making money together. That shit's sexy. Like, you so you honest, she, she and we came, getting this brand. She came so. to you with some money. Yeah, yeah. I, I see <laughs> like, how let's this, get it. She plotted on you. Now that you tell this story, it's just from the outside, she right. plotted. She she got it out the way. You got a disease? No. Ah, <laughs> we can move further on. I've already seen your work, so <laughs> I know what you can do. <laughs> I think no, actually, she hadn't. I don't think she had seen any of my scenes. She had heard my music. And, okay. Well, no. Afterwards, she said she looked into the community work I did. And okay. She was like, "Oh, so you you smart? You know, <laughs> you're not just you're not just hoeing. Right. You hoeing, you hoeing and smart. Right. Okay. You hoeing for a purpose. You might yeah. you might uh, use your whole money and get our community on one day. Okay. And I like that. <laughs> uh, I I got a question. What you got in the bag? Oh, okay. Bunch of instruments. Instruments. So I have. Uh, some floggers, some paddles. All right, so it, that all goes with impact play, right? Yeah. I, I, what I the feel fuck like is floggers is your main thing. Like I, that's what I've heard you talk about the most. And then you had some at the event that you did last night. Yeah. So for the listeners that do not know, what are floggers? What are what's impact play? Period. Okay. So can you get it? We're on camera. Can you just like get it out? Is that too much? She's like pull it out. I mean, like, you know, let's get a little go description. Ahead, go ahead. <laughs> Because, look, I'm Real listening to the life. joint. They say impact play. I'm like, bro, that sound like football. That sound like <laughs> shoulder pads and helmets finna get the cracking okay, in this bitch. Like I'm like, whoa. And then, you know, they talking about the whips and shit. I'm like, bro, you finna have me on some different shit in my, in my later 30s. But, <laughs> you know, I'm about to turn up. <laughs> Real super quick. I just want to give a shout out for whatever it means. To... This is Floggers. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. To the uh, <laughs> to the uh, <laughs> as you just hold weapon like just hold this leather joint. Look, I'm already don't know. Stop! Don't talk you no more. You. <laughs> don't. You better watch out. But I want to give a quick shout out to Horrible Decisions because you know that was one of the first first uh, podcasts that I listened to. He was on. He was a part of it. And this is uh-huh. low key. Horrible Decisions kind of made this happen. Kind of put in the, yeah, the motions. You know what I'm saying? To to get shout this interview. If you've never listened to a Horrible Decisions podcast, I highly recommend it. Because they're funny as hell. They're super funny. They're super open and honest, like you were saying, which is really important. So, stop. (laughs) (laughs) So, very important thing. The thing that I think that where BDSM helps everybody is because it's a consensual thing. You don't just run up on nobody, catch them with a whip or a paddle with some flockers, right? Right, right. So, you have what's called a dragon tail. 
It's a whip. Kind of, you'll feel it the same way if you've ever been snapped with a towel. Yeah, that's So a that kind of feel, it's a sting to it. Ooh. And what you have is a folded leather paddle. So... Ban it real quick. I can't with the drink, but it's 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 <laughs> more of a, a wide, more of a wide feeling. <laughs> that one is more. That this one's is. more concentrated. That's well, you can kind of look at it and yeah. see that this is going to hit. You know something. Less that one's than loud this. as fuck too. Yeah. So it's got a little, got a little sound to it when you get into it. Stop it. And so these these are f- what they call uh, swivel or nunchuck floggers here. Ooh. Okay. So because of the me- mechanism, like right here. Yeah. Okay, so it just turned. Skin intense, y'all. So I don't know. <laughs> these, these also can give you kind of like both feelings in a way, depending on where I hit you with them. So if I catch you with them more down here, it is going to be more of a sting. And I catch you a little deep on here, it's going to be more of a thud. I usually tell people, right. it's kind of like if you like being spanked, you think about the difference between the different sections of your hand. If I catch you with the edges of my fingers, it's going right. to have a sting to it. Right. If I catch you with the middle, it's going to have a cup. So yeah. it's going to have like a little... Almost like a little suction, a little more air to it. Right. And I catch you with hair, that's more thud. So, <laughs> and if you hit somebody that's hard enough, strength, that's right. that's some good bruises right there. Right. So, each one is kind of like that in a different way. I love floggers just because, I don't know, like I said, I used to do martial arts and stuff. So, the right. first time I ever saw somebody doing the shit with them, I was like, yo, this shit look like fucking nunchucks. So, you <laughs> I wanna, took the martial arts shit to the I was sex like, shit like I was like, yes. I could probably swing them shits in a <laughs> way, right? So, but also like watching people and how good it makes them feel. Like, have you ever been to a massage and somebody hits you with one of these drums? Hell yeah. Right. You know how that shit is? It's like relaxing, but think of that. That's what impact play is anything where there is an impact to your body. Okay. Right. So, paddling, whipping, spanking, you know, um, caning, you know, all kinds of different instruments. Caning? Yeah. Some people like to get hit with canes, everything from, you know, just a small little like bamboo. Abuse, my dude. It's not abuse if someone consents to it. And if you know what you're doing in a safe way. It is abuse if somebody just runs up on you and hits you with a cane, for sure. But there's there's ways for all of this to work in a safe way. And sexual way at at this point. Absolutely. But I mean, like, so like, for example, with with that, you wouldn't just run up to somebody and hit them in the eye with that shit. (laughs) You know what I mean? Or I wouldn't just run up to somebody and hit them, you know, like in their kidneys or or in in a vital organ because, you know, could really cause some kind of damage. And see, that's the thing about the about the the objects or items in in the sexual universe that that get me. Like I'm thinking, like, okay, you want to be slapped on the ass with this. You want to be touched on your breasts with this. Like, no, people be want to be touched in areas that aren't considered sexual. You know what I'm saying? It, they just want to be. What is that it called? Depends. Is that a fetish? That is a fetish. So if you don't, can I get the air horns, please? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so it's like. When you're uh, basically the definition for those that weren't there, I'm glad you learned something last night. That's what it is. Oh, so she's like, educated. A fetish, a fetish is anything that turns you on uh, that's not directly correlated to procreation. Okay. So there are people who just really like all kinds of impact or, or you know, they're uh, masochists. You know, they like to feel pain. They like to feel pain in different kind of ways. That's crazy. And that pain can range from the physical to emotional, mental, psychological that. domination, you know, it, financial for like fendoms out there. You know, wait, 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 w
there are a lot of strippers who make a lot of money that can't dance at all. Right. But they can carry an amazing conversation. And that's how you get and my bread. And there are a lot of dudes who are looking for conversation. conversation. Or they want to be told what to do with their money. Damn. You, that's, and, and I mean, yes. this goes across the board. There are women who like it the same way as well. And, you know, that's just a different level of how people like to be dominated. Some people are emotionally attached to their money. So being told what to do with it will make you feel a certain kind of way. It will make you turned on to take something that maybe for you, maybe for you, a couple hundred dollars ain't shit. Like, you right. could just let it go. But somebody telling you, nah, this is how you're going to use it. This is how you're not going to use it. Ooh. They like Sounds like shit. a fucking girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a spouse, a significant I mean, other. Like, no, nah, nigga, you're going to get my hair and nails did this week. Some you're not going like to buy them jades. Some people like that. Nah, I, mean, I like a little dominance. I like to be told what to do here and there. You just got to know how to do it. So I'm all I for it. I feel like most men need to be told a little bit what to of do. Of course you as, feel as, like as, Okay, most women too, but we all need to be told about ourselves and what to do. Okay. You know what I'm saying? At there some point in time. There we go. You know, let me reverse it back. Bring it back a little bit, but everybody does. <laughs> I, like, you know? I like that explanation. Because uh, I know I hate being told about myself, you know, about being told what to do, but then I'd be like, first I hate I'm like... Not say anything else. That thing about it, I'm like, all right, you were kind of right. Like, oh, uh, that, what, it was that 45 minutes later? Probably a day and a half. Right. When the shit don't <laughs> even matter no more. I'm just like, you know what? That is that is true. That That's a checkmate for me, you know? Okay. But I kind of want to get back into the dynamics of, so, so for relationship advice, mm-hmm. we always do a relationship advice segment in the podcast. So you and Jasmine have a very, like I was saying, you know, so what are the, I guess, boundaries that you guys set? How did, how did, how did it roll into, we're not being in a monogamous relationship, we're doing something unconventional, it's happy for you, it's happy for me, and what, what does that all kind of look like? Well, I've, I've been polyamorous. Okay. One of those things that before I even knew what the, the name of it was, I was already that way. Like, I've never been a possessive person of other people. Like, if you if you here, you here because you want to be here, not because you feel that I need to tell you to be here. Real quick, so polyamorous, I'm thinking of sister wives. That's not it? I mean, it can fall under that, but polyamory just means that you believe you can love more than one person. Okay. At the same time. At the same time, yeah. Okay. Okay. And for me, it's just I've I've pretty much always been like that. So by the time Jasmine and I started started connecting, I was kind of at a place where it was like I tried to be in a monogamous relationship, right. and I was completely fucking miserable. <laughs> so you know, and and it wasn't anything against my partner. Like at the time, she was a monogamous person. She should find someone that's right. That's exactly. like her. That, that didn't work for you. Yeah, right? it just didn't work for right. me. Right. So. You know, I, by the time I was started talking to Jasmine, I was like, I know I can't ever do that again. Right. But at the time, she was also like, just coming out of something. And she was like, well, I'm not particularly looking for that either. Right. So I'll try what you're talking about. And, you know, we check in with each other to see what we're comfortable with and what's okay. Right. Like, I don't, I don't ever believe in putting anything in a box. So it's kind of like, it's more about how do we make what we have work. Right. That's a relationship for real, though, because, like, that's something that, that's always being worked on. There's never, like, a set standard. Like, what we do this this month or this year might be different next year. Like, we're always checking in with each other to see, like, 
what's the new standard, what's, what's the new norm. It's all about honesty. Right. And in order to be honest with anyone else, you have to be honest with yourself. Exactly. You know, so it's like, what can I do and what can I not do? Right. You know, like it might be, you know, I think the thing is with all relationships is, it's, they evolve. Right. Y'all, hopefully true. in a couple, y'all grow together. Right. right. And if you are the same person today that you were a year or two ago, then you're probably not growing as right. an individual. So how can you grow with somebody else? Exactly. Right, right, definitely. Absolutely. So definitely. That, I mean, that's some good insight. I think we're getting ready to take another break here in a second. Uh, so we're going to just pause real quick, and we're we will be right back. All right, so we, we're going to get ready to wrap this up, but we want to talk about a few things that's been happening uh, socially. Get King's, get King's opinion. All right. We was just talking about Jussie. Jussie, with a U, not a E. What the fuck was this pants? Just thing? give us like a like a really thirty second like rant on Jesse because it just I just don't understand why he did that. I have absolutely no idea why he did that <laughs> shit. But I, I do think he definitely made it very hard for black folk, LGBTQ people, brown folk, you know, women who are in situations Real situations. Right. You know, he. I think he gave a lot of fuel to the fire of people who are like, there's no more racism in America. Right, or, exactly. There's, there's nobody that's attacking, you know, trans and gay and lesbian folk in the street. Look, they and have all to make that. up an incident. Yeah, they have you to know. make it up. And they, and they, they literally given, made up an incident. And then also, like, people who are like, Make America Great Again isn't racist. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. All, the, all those people are now, you got like... got the Nigerians in the hat, yeah, right? Yeah, and, it, and it's kind of like, we're, we're not doing stuff like that. You know, it's, it's not... You know, the red hat hasn't replaced the white hood. Stop playing. You know, right. so I think he's he's given fuel to that fire, and it was for s selfish reasons. You know, I mean, he hasn't been convicted, but from what it seems, counts though. They but what, gave him from what it seems, you know lie. what I mean. And I think that that shit is really unfortunate that that he went about that shit in that way. That's yeah, honestly, that up. shit was mad whack. Truthfully, <laughs> like, that yeah, shit was period. just mad yeah, whack. Like up. that he even did that. That. It was already a weird story. I'm like, dang, like that was fucked up. On the coldest night in Chicago, you know what I'm somebody posted like, on you, damn. my nigga. And then, nah. like, as me and my friends are sharing the story, we're like, well, this detail came out. This detail, there was bleach. There was a noose. We're like, what? And then for it to be a hoax, and then for it was just like, what just happened? I mean, especially in a city where you have what happened to Laquan McDonald, right? Right. You, you in a city where you know a lot of real fucked up shit is happening to a lot of good people. Right, you know, and a lot of good families. You're doing that to further An your agenda, career, your agenda. That's though. that's right. right. That's not right. You know what I'm saying? And and you should just know better. Right, definitely, definitely. Um, of course, we got to talk about kills. First of all, how my nigga go to jail on a million dollars? Got to pay ten percent, hundred thousand, and this chick paid to get him out. All right. So anybody that knows anything about Cook County. If you owe child support, they'll forfeit your bond to the child support and come arrest you again. Mm -hmm. Somebody paid the hundred and sixty-one thousand for him to get out. Mm -hmm. Like, it's really that Boondocks episode. Like, life is really that Boondocks episode with Kells. Like, for real, for real. Like, I saw the hundred thousand. I him getting off on a hundred thousand. I get it. Somebody came with a hundred and sixty-one thousand. Are you serious? I think that um, people let famous people get away with a whole lot of shit. 
because they're famous? They let rich people get away with a whole lot of shit. Yeah, I think the money you has know, a lot to do um, with it. I, I think it's both. And I think that I've, I just feel for the families that had to go through that shit right. that are still going through it. Right. And I think that it's also, also indicative of what we were speaking about earlier when you have so many people that been keeping him afloat with that bullshit. Right. You know, like, he's not just plucking people and driving them and picking them up from the airport and doing it. There's a whole system. He can't system. read, he can't right. And if he ain't even got no fucking money, then that means people are doing that shit for and free. Pay, that, that, and, and that <laughs> you know was what I'm saying? Thing. So they're, they're probably doing the same shit to these people or other people. And, you know, black women are unfortunately, you know, they bear the brunt of the most. They're under attack the most, right? You know, and for black men to be preying on black women is fucking horrific. I mean, anybody to be doing it is horrific, right. but right. you know, so many black men that I've seen, like if I posted or seen somebody post about the shit on Facebook that are like, "Yo, like him, Bill Cosby, you know, these people that are doing horrible things to women, like they're saying, like, oh no, it's just because they trying to take them down. It's a scam, nah, bro. Like, and look at the fucking evidence." And actually stand up for for our women, like and see, it's it's a horrible situation on so, with, from so many different angles. It's fucked up, and, but yeah. definitely he's a fucking monster. What about and he's Mike been a though? Monster. What about Mike? What about the Mike Jackson joint? Man, the shit is with Mike Jackson. Whether he did the shit or not, somebody should have fucking hollered at him and say, "Don't have kids in your fucking bed, my G." Like that right. shit is crazy. Thirty nights in a row. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the thing about the Michael. Ja Fuck Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby was on some bullshit. Got caught. Whatever deposition. The R. Kelly and the Michael Jackson shit are kind of wild to me because you have facts that support both sides of he didn't do it and he did do I it. I haven't seen no facts that supported that R. Kelly ain't doing well, that the, shit. Well, I, I guess what I would say not facts, but the, the <laughs> let me let me let me let me get my words we right. The, the narrative video. behind R. Kelly situation well, see, is the, that the difference I see with Michael Jackson though is in the Michael Jackson case there was an FBI investigation, uh, investigation that they found. No wrongdoing. Right. Now, my thing is in regards to Michael Jackson, like in in either situation. I mean, I wasn't there. Right. You know what I'm saying? But just the behavior. Somebody who claims that they care about him as a person should have been like, yo, some of the behavior that you're involved in. Whereas maybe right. maybe it wasn't illegal, but the shit is like, yo, this shit is off key, bro. It's, like, right. Right, we right. need to. Have you go see somebody you to see what's wrong? You probably shouldn't be sleeping with little boys in your bed. Right. Well, well, the thing I was going with the R. Kelly thing is, these some could say that these women were in it for the money. They were there and subjecting themselves. If a to child for the is money. involved, the child does not have the ability to legally consent. So, they weren't there for the money. They were children who were being used by an adult man, and that shit is statutory rape. I don't think that there is anything you know like uh, that can ever justify. An right. adult taking advantage of a, of a child. child. And then and it's the same thing in the Michael Jackson case. Those are children. Like people you could the parents are fucked up too. Right, right. You know the what parents I'm saying? are like, the most fucked up ones though. No. The person who's doing it is it's the most, most fucked, fucked up. up. Okay. But the parents obviously, whether they're money hungry or just want to be around. They write that though. They write that though. Because they're giving up their own kids. Or if they're oblivious to it, it really doesn't matter. Like you're a bad fucking parent right, in, right, that, right. in that Absolutely. situation. But the person who's doing it and the people who actually are enabling that person to get away with that shit from so many angles. Like, I'm sure the Chicago police 
and all these people who could have actually cared about black girls and done something about it, they're at fault too. Right. You know, the people who have the ability to actually bring this person to justice. But still, the person who's doing it, he's sick, he's got problems, and yes, he needs help, but right. he also should be punished for the shit that he's right. fucking doing. I, I definitely feel like the kill situation is is... Is 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 a mixture of a lot of different things. I'm a I'm a real quick cut in and say my little two piece of the jail situation. Um, I think that first of all, and this is terrible because I have this podcast that I should be doing research on all these current events all the time. However, I don't do enough, so I I've never seen. I have make it made it a point not to see either one just because. I don't really know how to feel about it yet. I don't. I don't want it to taint because I don't. I'm not gonna feel bad for. And I said this on a previous podcast. I'm not gonna feel bad for liking his music. You know what I'm saying? For for these past years, where before this stuff was relevant or coming to the service, I'm not gonna feel bad about that. Right. Um, the same breath. I might. I might not support even not knowing or having watched the you know the film or the the documentaries docu series. Uh, I'm not gonna support him probably after this. You know, I'm not gonna be like, oh yeah, I heard that new R. Kelly like that shit. Kelly was bumping. Like I'm not gonna say that. You know, but I feel like at the end of the day, people it, let it, it happen. People let this kind of stuff go on all the time. I don't know. And uh, beside, yes, it needs to become delight. But beside from that, I don't know why certain things spark at certain times. Right. You know what I'm saying? That right. part to Dream me. Dream Hampton. You know, that part to me seems a little peculiar or a little where you might could get on a conspiracy thing where they're trying to tear us all down. That yeah, part the Mike of, Jackson shit is of like, when they choose to bring this information to light. The to Mike me, Jackson shit is like, he's dead. Than, he's than what dead. actually might have happened and when it happened. You know, those things can be, like you said, that that's brought down to facts. Right. Well, I think I think you know Dream Hampton was one of the producers of it, and she's an incredible person. She do she do a lot of stuff, and I think that the filmmakers and all of that they had to compile all of this. You know, it's kind of like I think, like for example, we live in a time now where you have social media. So if somebody goes through something or wants to share something, you can put it out there and people get it right away. Whereas back in the day, it was easier for people to hide shit mm. when it was just newspapers mm. or just the television because those television people decide what's going to be on TV and what, it, what. There was There was a right. few people. I honestly mm. don't think, like, there's not a conspiracy to destroy black people. It's pretty out in the open what, that they true. don't want us to succeed in this society. Right. And even even in the case of, like, how everything is going about. So when it comes down to like, you know, is somebody out to destroy R. Kelly and Bill Cosby? No, they did some fucked up shit and, and they shouldn't be they shouldn't it. be rocking. But the right. way people have come about it from the conspiracy angle is like, well, what about, I don't know, Harvey Weinstein? And what about this person and that person? And like, yeah, they tried to take down Woody Allen and he got off the same way R. Kelly got off for however many years he got off. Right. And now some shit has it's popped just up those on those people aren't willing Harvey to come out Weinstein and do these type of shit. These type of shows. Kevin Spacey and these people, they get in theirs. They go into court too on however many counts and cases they go into court on. Now the thing is with some of the some of the situations is, you know, like Bill Cosby has been getting away with the shit for however long he's been getting for. The reason right. it popped up now is because it popped up now. Right. <laughs> Not because he was buying and NBC, right? And it's true. I mean, he he ain't buying NBC. That that shit happened, what, 20 years ago when he tried to do that shit. Right. So if anything, why didn't it pop up then? Right. So if it was some kind of big conspiracy, that'd have been when it popped up. I'll and I it. and I think that people will allow that kind of fake news agenda to get in their way. Yeah. You know, and, and it's, it's kind of like, 
even if it is a fucking conspiracy, why would you want a fucking pedophile or a dude that slips roofies and rapes people to not go down? You know talk what I'm saying? Right. So, talk about it. Who talk gives about a fuck? It. Conspiracy or not, they shouldn't be out there doing that shit to people. Niggas rooting for OJ, though. The crazy <laughs> shit. The, the <laughs> funny thing OJ. is, OJ ain't rooted for black people in however long right. he's been rocking. Right. Like, I ain't black, I'm OJ. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. So, even with that shit, like, man, in the society that we live in, it is not a conspiracy. But people want to ride for OJ. Nah, you should be riding for political prisoners like Sundiata Akoli. He should be free. Mumia Abu-Jamal should be free. If you want to ride for somebody, Asada Shakur should be able to go wherever the fuck she want to go. But no, this government is still trying to arrest her. When I'm in Jersey, when I'm home, they put a Joanne Chesimar shit saying wanted for a million dollars. That's crazy. But, but Asada Shakur, she did shit for us. Sundiata Akoli, he's done things for us. Mumia Abu-Jamal has done things for us. But nah, y'all want to worry about fucking R. Kelly? Right. You want to call conspiracy right. when there's R. Kelly when Fred Hampton got murdered in his bed talk right here it. in talk Chicago? It. Talk about no, it. That's a fucking conspiracy. Right. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. So it's like, I don't give a fuck about somebody who attacks my people. You raping black women? You're not for me. You're right. not for my people. Right. You you raping black girls? You're not a fucking hero. Right. You're a rapist. Right. You're a child rapist. Period. Period. My heroes are people who actually do things for our people. And that's when I, I'm so confounded by how people are like, that's a cons nah, that's not a conspiracy. The real conspiracy is how the Black Panther Party was eliminated, murdered, attacked, and destroyed. How Philly Move got a bomb dropped on their house. Talk about for it. For trying to do things for our people. Talk about if it. If you've ever gotten free lunch in your fucking school, or free breakfast, I'm sorry, in your school, whether you black, white, brown, yellow, purple, that's because of the Black, Black Panther Party. Yes, yes. And that's why they said that there was a black messiah that had to be eliminated from the black power movement. And we talking Stokely Carmichael. We talking Malcolm X. We're talking Martin Luther King Jr. People who have either had their characters assassinated or literally been, been shot in front of us and put their yes. dead body on the front paper to scare our babies to be strong like them. Exactly. That's the fucking conspiracy. But really, it's not because you could go and read the COINTEL Pro papers and read what they said. Yeah. And then we want to get mad about people who are hurting us. Right. So that's how I really feel about <laughs> that's this what, shit. That's what I'm... That's, <laughs> yes. Can you know, we get but, an applause, Can please? I get some hand claps? Can please. I get some air horns? Can I get some conspiracy? Can I get some enlightenment? <laughs> can I get every goddamn sound you got on the goddamn board right now? But I think, I think it, it, really is it really is important for, for our people to actually pay attention to those who are doing things to help us and make sure that those people stay safe. Right, are protected. You know, because they're, they're, Fred Hampton Jr. is out there doing stuff for our people. We need to pay know. attention to you, though. Yes. It sounds like you're ready to Appreciate march for the... You know, you know ready what? To march that is crazy. Rosa Another Clemente clap, is out there doing Another things for our people. You, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Definitely. No, but Definitely. seriously, I'm so glad to have had you on the show because I think that people might, you know, be like, okay... See the picture that I post of you, which, you know, obviously was your body, you know, with the little camera, that one. Anyways. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate anyways, that. That's you know, but I think CGI people, at work. People were probably. Oh, CGI. Looking, no, I'm just playing. Nah. <laughs> people were probably <laughs> expecting one certain thing or one certain topic and it was going to be all like raunchy and stuff. But I think that you really gave some good insight on a lot of different topics. And that's why I want. And I want to have you on a show again. Maybe we, our hundredth episode. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Shout shit, you'd be back rocking. in a month. 
you know, like we, whatever, you know. <laughs> but seriously, you no, know, you had a lot of good insight on a lot of different things. I don't think people think of a porn star and think him to be as intellectual or well spoken as you are. So, oh, thank you know, you. that's I that. that. Yeah. We're about to wrap but things up. Porn people, real yeah. people, too. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> right? <laughs> porn, porn people, star, real people. need love, too, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But as we're wrapping it up, I want you to give a shout out to whatever you want to give a shout out to or shout whoever you want to give a shout out to. How can they follow you? How can they oh, find definitely. you? Go to at uh, King Noir on all forms of social media, K-I-N-G-N-O-I-R-E. Not suitable for work in most situations, but <laughs> yeah, it is what, what it is. Go incognito. Definitely go check out my partner in all things, Jet Set and Jasmine. We are Royal Fetish Films, so royalfetishxxx.com. KingNoirXXX.com, you know, watch that shit with your loved one, watch that shit by yourself, and get all orgasmic and shit. Orgasmic. Get orgasmic. <laughs> nice. I like that. Get orgasmic. Yes. Yes. And as always, you can follow us on SoundCloud. Follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, uh, Google Play, at Session Convo with the at sign. So at Session, the word Session Convo, C-O-N-V-O. Make sure you follow us. Make sure you... uh. Follow, comment, rate, talk shit, share love, whatever you want to do. I'm Reed at the Cloudius on IG and uh, Twitter. At Jazzy's X World on all things. And we are going to be having this record. We had our lovely uh, shout out to our camerawoman, Shout out to our camerawoman. You know, so uh, she did her thing tonight. Shout out McCardo. Um, shout out McCardo. Shout out McCardo for the studio. Recording us. Thank yes. You. Um, but we will have this available to listen to probably on YouTube, probably Jazzy's X World. There'll be a link in the bio. So it's thank y'all so much. I love y'all and good night. When the hips snap like an alligator, dumping like a drum major, even supermodels hit. I'm the one that's taking a home to get it popular. She got a steel and stilettos, orange peel on Moretto. Sex appeal, feel ballroom to the ghetto. Rose petal, yeah, but it's sharp as the thorns. Queen John with the crown, she was born to perform. Kinky like Pinky, and she do films too. Hustle in the blood with a high IQ. Set, be your sexual, keeps it professional. Beauty intellectual, brain is exceptional. That's a double entendre Shopping cart full of ropes Changing Excel condoms Conversation is foreplay Live shows online Swing on the doorway She worked that pole Twerk those hips Pop that pussy like she puppet those lips Erotic touch was stripping in the VIP And the best part is If she leave with me, she's Saint Andrew's Cross, an underworld summon me a man of the cloth. Roleplay, just another way for getting us off. This thing here for life, no kind of divorce. Punishment is poetry when pain is pleasure. Her fetish is fishnets, latex, and leather. Safe words placed on based on trust. Shades of gray ain't got shit on us. Body gets worshipped by substance surface. Fill a body up and fulfill my purpose. Massage her cervix, deep conversation. And when she make a clap, get a standing ovation. Show me what you got, take it to the top. Shake and let it drop, make a thing pop. Dom in the dungeon, all eyes on we. And the best part is that she leaving with me, she's.
Venice in her body for sin Come up for air, she wanna taste herself from my chin Eyes of an angel with a devilish grin We get it in like the world about to come to an end Practice sex magic, tantric witchcraft All in the box, watch me saw in half Got degrees in sex bird advice, you know the motto Never fuck the same way twice Debauchery of all sorts, hedonism resorts Uniform, it's the letters and some poom poom shorts Shorty stay thuggin', sex toys in her luggage TSA wanna touch it, but it's not in they budget, nah What's a king without a queen? Treat her so good, fuck her so mean All live in HD, and the best part is If she leaving with me, she So there's no business like show business, except hope business, I know So stay the fuck about my business, my joke business, get dope No way that I'm a molasses, cause your ass is getting it slow So get yours and fall back, yo, but if it's that dough, then Always on the grind, got the eyes cross dollar signs Most valuable thing you can spend is time, and I stay on top of minds I don't waste it, so save it, true basic, just face it You brought nothing to the table, just leave with everything you came with Maybe I won't Whether I do or I don't Your toxic personality's actually fallacy Fucking whoever come close You're doing the most But why you broke? Don't serve a purpose, ain't got no service I'm too busy burning the smoke Bad for business mean that shit bad for me Stop talking to them, then they talk about you <laughs> That shit blasphemy Casualty, you get it, get it That ship already done sailed So casually, I'm on the next wave And sending y'all shit to the voicemail So I gotta do it my way You know sex sale around pay Monopolizing all day Smooth operator Sade Don't pay me no mind if you can't afford it Your account too low and it won't support it If we fuck then it's getting recorded This dick ain't free girl get up off it And that's bet With no blood, tears and no sweat They wanna run around with your set Set when it comes time to collect It's money, power, respect So don't take your personal yet Cause beside a personal check That's as far as personal gets that Running in the city, I run it, I like it, I'm giving